Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Toll free our numbers, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. I'm so infuriated over over these attacks against House Republicans and conservative Republicans in the Senate that said, no, before we give another $75 billion to Ukraine or aid to any foreign country, we've got to first secure our borders. Others are also saying, and we got to get our budget under control. But what's the answer of the radical left? Joe Biden warning House GOP opposing Ukraine funding will 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 aid terror and tyranny. Oh, either you you, you don't stand on your principle. What do you think is going to happen uh, with some of these people that are unvetted that we're letting in from our top geopolitical foes? Here's Biden. I say to the House members, House Republicans, you got to decide. Are you going to stand up for freedom? Or are you going to side with terror and tyranny? You're going to stand with Ukraine? You're going to stand with Putin? Will we stand with America or with Trump? Republicans and Democrats in the Senate came together to send a message of unity to the world. It's time for the House Republicans to do the same thing, to pass this bill immediately, to stand for decency, stand for democracy, to stand up to a so-called leader hell-bent on weakening American security. And then Mitt Romney, he couldn't resist. He charms it, chimes in, accusing fellow Republicans who don't support the foreign aid bill. As, well, you're siding with Vladimir Putin. If we fail to help the U- Ukraine, we'll be known not as our fathers and mothers were, the greatest generation, but as the worst generation. I know that the shock jocks and online instigators have effectively riled up many in the far reaches of my party. But if your position is being cheered by Vladimir Putin, it's time to reconsider your position. Uh, okay. When is he out of office? Once and for all. All right. Joining us now, the person that frankly got all of this started, and he got it started here on this radio program, and that's Peter Schweitzer. And he's the president of the Government Accountability Institute, author of 
Number of, a number of New York Times bestsellers. Number one, Red Handed, Secret Empires, Profiles in Corruption. Uh, and I, my understanding, Peter, is you have a new, soon-to-be number one best-selling book coming out fairly shortly as well. Uh, a little birdie has informed me of that. When is that book coming out? Uh, that book is coming out February 27th, and uh, I look forward to, if you'll have me, uh, coming on your show and talking about it first. Well, you're on radio and TV. We always give you the first interview. Of course, it's our honor. Boy, in 2018, when you were on this program and you launched Secret Empires, did you ever think we'd get to where we are today, uh, which was all about the, the Biden family syndicate, and, and you went deep into this? I have no idea how you knew all of this in 2018, you, but you were more right than anybody knew. Well, thank you, Sean. No, we do a lot of digging and a lot of research. I've always loved research. And you know, when I first uh, put the book out there, um, you know, a lot of people were like, whoa, this is a side of the Bidens and Joe Biden we've never seen before. Um, but you saw it, you saw the research and you digested it and we were able to put it out there. And I think it has really redefined the way that people think about Joe Biden. And it also shows, Sean, that when it comes to American presidents, the personal is political and as in the personal finances are political. Um, the idea that uh, somebody like Joe Biden, whose family's taken in tens of millions of dollars from foreign entities, has not been influenced and persuaded by this um, is just laughable. And I think if you look at the polls now, what the opinion polls show, 65 percent of the American people believe that Joe Biden did something unethical or illegal to help his family's business. So the American people get it. The mainstream media may not, but the American people get it. And it is absolutely central to the conversation we have to have about this president, his foreign policy, and what, what he's doing wrong uh, around the world. There are two people, I know you know a lot about both of them. One of them is Tony Bobolinsky. He testified yesterday before Congress. He gave his deposition. Uh, he was very specific. The other one's Rob Walker, we'll get to in a second. And Bobolinsky, you know, literally said Joe Biden enabled his son, who admittedly was addicted to drugs at the time, heavy drugs like crack cocaine. Uh, but he enabled his son to sell access to our country and our most dangerous adversaries, including uh, the Chinese Communist Party and Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and Romania. And he pointed out that the direct from per, for direct personal experience, meaning Bobolinsky himself, and he's the one that first told us the big guy was Joe. He said it's clear that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family and that his family's foreign influence peddling operation went all around the world and they sold out to foreign actors who were seeking to gain influence and access to Biden and our government and that Joe Biden was more than a participant and beneficiary. He was the enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability and that the only reason that any of these international business transactions ever took place, and James Comer said that well north of 20 million at this point, Nancy Mace thinks it's going to be as high as 50 million, but tens of millions of dollars flowing right into the Biden family coffers because Joe Biden was in high office. And he goes on to detail, for example, the CEFC, which is the Chinese energy conglomerate, and their arrangement with the Biden family, stressing that it is a surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party, and, and he gave up so much more information. A lot of this you knew about in 2018, and, and here we are in 2024, 
and we're just kind of now holding them accountable and, and people are not as up to speed. What did you make of his testimony? And then I want to ask you about Rob Walker. Yeah, no, I think Bobolinsky, a uh, very, very powerful testimony. Uh, I've, I've talked with Bobolinsky. I've met with him. Uh, and here, Sean, is why he's so credible. Uh, By the way, I, I, yeah, I interviewed him myself, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, and, and if you look at it, all the other people involved in these Hunter Biden deals were basically hangers-on with the Bidens, or they're people that were brought in because they were politicos who wanted to, quote-unquote, go into business. Every single one of them. The exception is Tony Bobolinsky. And Bobolinsky actually didn't seek these deals out. They came to him. They wanted him involved in the CEFC deal. So he comes at it in a, from a totally different perspective. And I think when you look at, at the, the line of people that have testified, you know, Devin Archer, Jason Galanis, um, you know, some of the others, um, Rob Walker, these are all people that Joe Biden can severely damage if they are frank and honest and truthful and clear about Joe Biden's involvement. Several of them are in the criminal justice system, so their life could be made hell by the president of the United States or his administration. Tony, Bob- do, you think that, do you think that's why Devin Archer went to jail for a year, because of his connections with them? I don't know about the sentencing, but I firmly believe uh, that Devin Archer uh, trimmed his sails a little bit, in his testimony, because he was getting ready to go into the federal criminal justice system. His case was on appeal. Um, and look, they're very, we've seen what this Department of Justice is capable of doing. So there's no doubt in my mind that with that hanging over him, uh, the situation with Galanis, Galanis was already in, in jail. Um, they all recognize uh, that they're vulnerable and that Biden's a very, very powerful man. Tony Bobolinsky, a very successful uh, financier in his own right, um, doesn't have exactly those same concerns. And that allowed him to be honest and truthful. And by the way, he backs it up. I mean, he, he gave to uh, uh, federal authorities, meaning the, the Senate committees, he offered it to the FBI, uh, his BlackBerry, his communication devices, um, which clearly show uh, the messages uh, and the communications he had with Hunter and other people. So I thought it was a devastatingly powerful testimony. Uh, I'm hearing from people on the committee that, that Goldman and several others were kind of scowling during his testimony. Uh, and my hope is that, that there will actually be a public hearing uh, that the Oversight Committee holds that, that includes Tony Bobolinsky, so the American people can see the testimony as well. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Peter Schweitzer, president of the Government Accountability Institute, the man that started uh, the big reveal on all things the Biden family syndicate. And your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. And now, now, a word from the 46th president of the United States. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Sean Hannity is on right now.
continue now with Peter Schweitzer, president of the Government Accountability Institute. He also wrote Secret Empires in 2018, the first revealed the Biden family syndicate. Okay, I want to see all of this. And my understanding is the next to go in is going to be Jim Biden. And after Jim Biden, my understanding is Hunter goes in next. I believe that's February 21st and the 28th. So, you know, that's that's fairly interesting to me. Um, But, you know, I I don't I think they'll probably plead the fifth is my best guess. Uh, The one thing that Hunter has is a good attorney. Abby Lowell is not, in my mind, somebody to underestimate. But, you know, we'll see over time. Yeah, no, I I think that's right, Sean. I do think that what you will hear from Hunter um, is a lot of, well, you know, I I was taking drugs at the time, so I don't recall. If If you remember, you know, Hillary Clinton, when she was deposed in 2016, there was a lot of I don't recall, I don't remember, which is kind of this legal gray zone. You're not denying something, but you're not, you're not you know, advancing any uh, conversation. I think you're going to get a similar thing from Hunter Biden. You're going to get the fifth. You're going to get some attempts at filibustering. Um, I do think that... Well, if you plead the fifth, that means you got to plead the fifth all the way through. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you've, you've got to be at the beginning. And I think the optics of that are not great. I mean, a lot of people assume, you have, certainly have a right to do it, but I think, Sean, a lot of people assume if you're pleading the fifth on very basic questions, it has the implication that you're guilty. And this is somebody who claims that he wants public hearings. So if he wants public hearings and wants to discuss this, and he's pleading the fifth the whole time, I think, I think it's a terrible look. So uh, we'll see uh, how that dynamic plays out. I do think if there's a public hearing, um, you know, Hunter Biden wants to sort of filibuster uh, by himself. But really, the only people that testify by themselves before committees are cabinet officers. So I think it's doubtful that Hunter is going to testify publicly by himself. I think it's probably going to be with a group of people, would be my guess. Uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. So when you say a group of people, who's Hunter coming in with? I would assume it might be some of the business partners. I mean, I don't know, but it would be interesting um, to see. But why would they do that? Why wouldn't they want him one-on-one? I would want every second with him. I think so. I think it's one-on-one, you know, under deposition in private. It really gives you an opportunity to drill down. As, As you and I have talked about before, a lot of these public hearings, uh, let's just face it, they kind of become clown shows. The guest filibusters, the the members of the committee, you know, give speeches rather than ask questions. It becomes disjointed because you're five minutes Republicans, five minutes Democrats. Um, so I think you want to have, the you know, business partners in there, other people that can check. If Hunter's making one claim, uh, are the other business partners actually saying the same thing or are they saying something different? Um, but I think the, the public committee hearing by itself is not going to be terribly useful because Hunter will filibuster um, and, and the Democrats will throw a monkey wrench and do any efforts to get to the truth and, and, and what actually happened. Any real damage could only happen, I, I believe, in a deposition uh, the idea that he got special treatment and got a second subpoena, uh, they didn't afford that option to Peter Navarro, who was just ordered to go to jail for four months. Uh, they didn't offer that option to Steve Bannon, who was sentenced to four months in jail. He's now appealing that and and for the same charge, contempt of Congress. Um, I, I in a way, I wish they didn't afford him that special accommodation. But I guess that's the way things work in Washington. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's remarkable. If you think about the, the circus when Hunter showed up 
you know, with his sugar brother and with Abby Lowell to that public hearing, that to me is the very definition of contempt of Congress. You're showing contempt for this congressional body that has subpoenaed you to appear. You've defied it, and now you're showing up and kind of making a mockery of it. And after that, you issue a second subpoena. I, I think it's, it's, it's laughable, and we just need to have consistent rules. I mean, my, my advice probably would have been to Peter Navarro, show up to the committee. You're probably going to do a great job in communicating your ideas. I think people should respond, but there needs to be a consistent applied rule and clearly, there are Biden rules, and there are rules for the rest of us. Looking forward to your new book, Peter Schweitzer, who is the president of the Government Accountability Institute. Uh, we appreciate you being with us, Peter. Look forward to having you back on the end of the month when your book comes out. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Sean. 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn, but after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. Can you help out this great mission of preborn and maybe even in a big way? Every donation is tax deductible. They don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. They rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. Now to donate, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn, but after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. 
He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. Can you help out this great mission of preborn? and maybe even in a big way. Every donation is tax deductible. They don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. They rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. Now to donate, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, let's hit our busy phones here. Let's start in the free state of Florida, my new home state. Mike, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Thanks for checking in. Thank you, Sean, and welcome to Florida. Thank you, my friend. I've actually been here. In, I've had a place here for over 20 years, but now I'm here here. I, I figured that was the case. You're a smart man. But What's I'm going on? Back to something you talked about with earlier. And, and by the way, happy Ash Wednesday to you, Sean. Thank you, sir. You too. Well, I want to echo my fellow Shamanite graduate, Bill O'Reilly, what he spoke to about earlier in the program. When you were talking about will Joe be the nominee? And I, I think it's pretty apparent to most of us that I don't think Joe has the intellectual capacity right now to to withstand another eight or 10 months of campaigning. I think you know that. And I don't think we needed the her report to tell us all that. But I, uh, I think, I think the her report just put it on steroids and human growth hormone. I mean, I've been saying this for years, but even the Joe Biden that I was exposing as a cognitive mess in 2020, I, I mean, when you play 2020 tapes compared to today, I, I mean, it's shocking. His decline has been dramatic. And it's getting worse every day. But I will say this. I, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen there. I, I, at this point, any I can see any scenario unfold. 
But as of now, he's the nominee, and we've got to assume that. Well, I don't think he was the sharpest um, tool in the shed in 2020, as do, neither do you, I'm sure. But can I share with you my scenario about how this might play out? I'd love to hear it, of course. Okay, so I think you, you did a debate with Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis, our local Florida governor, and Newsom proved him to, himself to be an incredibly effective liar and that he made the statements that the taxes in California are lower than in Florida and that people are leaving Florida to move to California, which is mind-boggling that he would say that with a straight face. So we know that if Newsom is the presidential candidate, that they've got to make amends with Kamala to move her out of the way. And to do that, who do you think they would move into the vice president's slot? You see, I interviewed Gavin myself, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, for him to make the claim using FBI statistics, one of many that I threw at him, I talked about the population migration out of out of California into Florida, for example, and Texas and Tennessee and the Carolinas, et cetera. Um, he, he has a you know a slick answer. I'll say slick for all of it, or the FBI saying that twice the crime rate with you know murder, rape, homicides than than Florida. And his answer was, well, Tampa's a really bad city. I'm like, uh, what does that have to do with the state FBI numbers? But look, Gavin is Gavin, but he's been pretty steadfast in one thing, saying that he's not going to run this time, and that he believes that Kamala would be up next, not him. Now, do I believe him? I'm going to take him at his word. I'm not going to call him a liar. Do I think things can change that may change his opinion? Yeah. I'm inclined to think, though, that that is his real position because he's not doing the things that I would expect if he was really interested in running. You know, for him to, for example, sign a bill codifying into law that illegal immigrants get free health care in the state of California. Not exactly a wise political move. If, you, if you'd ever want to make a jump to the center, which you need to do if you're going to be a, a candidate. So I don't see it. Do I see him in 2028 running? Yeah, I definitely see that. Uh, unless Kamala, you know, replaces Joe, uh, David Axelrod. I don't know whether to believe him or not. I don't know him. I'm, I'm not a big Obama inner circle supporter anyway, but uh, one thing I will say, he's not stupid, um, pretty smart guy. And when he says Michelle Obama is not going to be the candidate, not happening. Okay. That takes her off the table. Uh, then probably the logical person to replace Joe, if he has that big fall or that really bad, bad moment that we're all going to see, or maybe they release the her tapes. If there's videotape, I'd like to know then maybe that would happen. Um, it's a, all a possibility, and nobody knows the outcome right now, and, and that should not deter Republicans from doing what they need to do to win. And I talked about this at the beginning of the program. There was a runoff election in, in Long Island, New York, my old stomping ground, my old district. Believe it or not, George Santos was my old congressman and Bill O'Reilly's congressman. He still is. Uh, thankfully, that's not the case. But anyway, you know, you could look at the fact that Tom Swazi was the county executive of Nassau County. You could look at the fact that he's a three-time congressman from this district. You can make all the excuses you want, but there's one thing that we know is that Democrats in District 3 in New York slaughtered Republicans in terms of early voting. And what my message has been 
to conservatives and Republicans, you better overcome your reluctance and resistance to voting by mail, early voting, which, by the way, it works fine down here in the state of Florida. I agree. But what, you know, what made the difference? When Okay. Well, it turns out on Election Day, they had a pretty massive snowstorm in Long Island, which took out six hours of, of same-day voting. And that probably, in my, in my mind, played a big part, at least in the wide margin. I'm not saying that uh, Mozzie Pillup would have won, but I am saying that it certainly contributed uh, a lot to it. Swazi attributed the victory to the Democrats' early voting push, which had already banked thousands of votes. And Mozzie Pillup, you know, voters struggled to get to the polls on Election Day. And I'll add one other thing. Republicans better get their act together on another front, and that's legal ballot harvesting. And if they don't want to do it, then I'm telling you right now, then they're going to start out Election Day down hundreds of thousands of votes. And, and, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, I would say, Sean, never take the Democrats for their word. And if Gavin Newsom says he's not running for president, that's completely meaningless because I'm sure he's an opportunist and I'm sure he's a Marxist. He's got a very hard, it's a very hard thing. You're, what, what you're talking about, let's say that scenario unfolds. You know Kamala Harris wants this. I mean, I'm ready, she said. I'm like, yeah, she's ready. If she's ready and she's next, we're all in deep, deep trouble. Uh, I don't think she's particularly qualified for the job. I don't think she's ready for the job. I think it would be her policies are disastrous. But anyway, if that's the case, you know, you're talking about a big, part of the base of the Democratic Party historically, which has been African-Americans. So, OK, you're going to take you're going to you're going to leap over or jump over or whatever you want to call it. You're going to put aside the vice president in favor of a governor in a radical state like California, a white male to replace an African-American woman. I don't think that's going to fly among Democrats and a big part of their base. They might hurt themselves by making such a move, but we'll see. I mean, I mean I've, I've been right. I've been wrong. I think at this point it's too unpredictable, too volatile to make any predictions, but we should be ready for all scenarios would be my answer. Well, they can appease that base by nominating one person as the VP. And yeah. then Rod said that Michelle wouldn't run for president. That may be true. But certainly put her in, putting her in a VP slot and giving Barack access to the White House again, which he has now, is exactly what they would look for. Mark my words. Uh, well, listen, we will see. I can't say for sure. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Oh, I've got to take this call. I always love my friend Mo, the liberal from New York. Mo, do you miss me yet? Do you miss me being there? Sean, I've been trying to call you since you left. How do you like Florida? Like. There's no like. Love. I love Florida. By the way, how's the weather up there today? What's the temperature? I got to go up to see my nephew's game in Connecticut. It's 28 degrees. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, it's about 75, sunny, uh, slight breeze today, nice weather overall. My son lives in uh, Boca Raton and works in Fort Lauderdale. The first thing that pops up on my computer is your temperature. I'm jealous, and I'll be down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. When I, when I start doing live audience shows down here, there you're going to be in the audience. You're going to torture me again? I'll be at the first one, Sean. 
All right, Mo. We love you, man. Grandfather, Sean. A grandfather. Oh, you're going to be a grandpa? Yes. Well, congratulations. Mo the liberal. By the way, Mo and I have a long history. Mo thinks I'm the most dangerous man in America, don't you? Sean, that will always be my thoughts about you. You are the. Right, well, tell me why I'm dangerous. You've met me. We've sh- we sh- shook hands together. Uh, we joked around together. I've been nice to you all these years. You've called me with crazy views. I give you, you know, the ability to get your crazy views out there to the American people. Why would you say such a thing? Well, Sean, I'm a uh, extremely progressive liberal. I guess you'd say that. Maybe even uh, a non-active anarchist. So, you know, I'm not oh, God. in touch with conservatives, you know, as a philosopher. Well, that doesn't answer the question. What makes me dangerous? Well, you, uh, you, you, I'm not going to say you stoke the fire because that sounds terrible. But, you know, you influence a lot of people. You know, you're almost as big as Taylor Swift, for God's sakes, amongst these people. All right, I can promise you one thing. And I think Taylor Swift is extraordinarily talented. I really do. And I think people that, are, you know, attack her. I, I Look at her body of work. Look at how she writes her own songs. She treats her fans. The 40, 50 songs she does in a concert. Uh, the big bonuses that she gives to the crew that are on the road with her. Hundred, I think she gave 100 grand to everybody. Extraordinarily generous. You know what? I'm not look. I'm not looking to a pop star for my, for my political views, and I just think, you know, I, I don't like the fact that people have been vicious to her, and I think that part, you know, needs to go away. And even though you might not agree with people politically, like you, I wish you congratulations on your new grandchild. I wish your son the best in Boca, and I only want good things to happen for you. But for that to happen, we're going to need a new president. And his name is Donald J. Trump. Repeat after me. President Donald J. Trump, the 47th president of the United States. There will be no redo of that act. I'm sorry to say, Sean. On that, we will always disagree. Well, we'll find out in 264 days now, won't we? Amen, brother. We sure shall. And listen, if, uh, no. if, if, uh, if Trump wins, you'll take a nice long vacation. I'll host your show for a couple of weeks. I love you, Sean, and I'm so glad I got to talk to you. And, of course, have a great new year and uh, enjoy the day. Uh, By the way, I read comments from people on, like, uh, Sweet Baby James was sending me in New York. There are a lot of New Yorkers that said, good, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. I'm like, okay, I promise. I've had two governors in a row basically say, get the hell out if you're a conservative. So I wasn't wanted there. I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to stay where I'm not wanted. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong. Okay, get out of town. Get out of town because you don't re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Their problem is not me and the Democrats. Their problem is themselves. Who are they? Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a pro-assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. So this- because that's not who New Yorkers are.
That's it. I wasn't wanted, wasn't appreciated. And frankly, it's as of now, the best move I've made. All right, Mo, wish you the best, my friend. God bless you. I love this NBC News report. It turns out that uh, Joe Biden, not Robert Herr, brought up the issue of his dead son, Bo. I was, uh, what the hell is he asking me this for? How dare he ask me this? Wow. This, that's how bad this guy's mind is. Just when you think it couldn't get worse, it just got worse. Anyway, we'll have a lot of details tonight. I'll tell you about that in a second. Hannity, Fox News, set your DVR 9 o'clock. Look, I've been talking for months about the Knox entry system and how it helps law enforcement gain the access they need to schools during hostile events. In fact, more than 200 municipalities currently trust the Knox entry system to provide a secure, efficient means to get access where and when they need it. Now, businesses, airports, they've joined schools, law enforcement, fire departments in using Knox Entry to manage first responder access and or authorized service activity. Why? To better protect and monitor critical assets. Knox Entry, they allow you to develop a customized access strategy designed for you, complete with an audit trail and rapid flexibility. If your company has important assets that you need to better protect, Contact our friends at Knox today. Just go to their website, learn more information on their innovative Knox entry system. It's K-N-O-X, like it sounds, Knox.com, K-N-O-X.com. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We got an amazing Hannity tonight. It turns out it was not Robert Ben-Hur at all that brought up Bo Biden's death. It turns out it was Joe And Joe was so indignant and outraged during that hastily called press conference. (laughs) You can't make this up. That's how gone this guy is. Wow. Anyway, uh, I guess they had to leak that because they knew that the transcript is eventually getting out. If there's video, that'll come out too. Wow. What a liar. Or just a cognitive mess worse than we uh, all thought. Uh, Also praying for the people of Kansas City today and the shooting that took place at the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Awful. Anyway, uh, we'll have all of this tonight. 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Uh, loaded up, Representative Wall, Stan Hoffman, John Solomon, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Lisa Booth, Leo 2.0, Terrell, and so many others. 9 Eastern, Hannity on Fox. See you then. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.